Welcome to Love Essie, the podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode uh, 74. Yeah, 74. Um, and if you can hear what sounds like a fan, that's because my ceiling fan is going. Because, you know, the warmer weather has arrived. And so now it's a little bit warm. And without it going, I would be dying and therefore not able to speak. So we're just going to have some lovely ambient noise from the ceiling fan to give us a, a background beat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're all like, girl, what? Anyway, this week's episode, um, I titled it, Could This Be a Musical? You're probably going, what? Why? Where did she come up with this? So here's the thing. On Saturday, I actually went to a movie theater, a real live movie theater, and I watched a movie. Now, I went to an 1130 showing uh, when I had bought my ticket no one else the the theater was empty no other seats had been bought uh i believe there was a grand total of 11 people including myself in a in a theater that had 41 seats so i feel like that still felt safe enough to me i am fully vaccinated all that jazz uh amc definitely is making sure to keep the seats on either side of you empty so i you know, there were people in my row, but in the two seats on either side of me, there was no one. And I went to go see In the Heights, which is the movie adaptation of the Broadway play by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Now, Lin-Manuel Miranda is also the person who created Hamilton, the other musical play. So In the Heights was his first Broadway musical that did really, really well. And I think it was off the strength and success of In the Heights that, you know, um, people, you know, invested, whatever the words are, in Hamilton, which then led to the insanity that is Hamilton. Now, I, when I moved to New York in 2010, I think In the Heights was still, um, on Broadway, but by the time, like, by I had no idea about it, and by the time I caught on to it, it, I think I found out about it maybe, like, three weeks after its, like, last show, and was kind of like, <gasps> um, so, I did, though, listen quite often to these, like, you know, soundtrack, and really, really liked it, um, there were certain songs that just really, really, uh, struck a chord, and so when I I remember back in I want to say early 2019 when I knew that like when I heard that it was you know they were going to be doing a movie and one of the actors from oh the original cast of Hamilton was going to be playing the title character Anthony Ramos I was like oh my god um I remember like marking in my calendar the release date because it was going to be um in 2020 i believe um was the release date originally um and i just remember being so excited right 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 anyway fast forward to now and i got to see it and there uh if you've been on the twitters there is discourse around the movie um there is criticism of certain things which i will say i'm only going to briefly talk about that um there is criticism of the fact that there's very 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 little sort of um afro-latino afro uh, latinx representation um within the movie there are backup dancers um in the big musical numbers but when you look at the core cast uh, or your lead cast um 
the only character who is, you know, who would present as black is also supposedly coded as black American, which that isn't really clear because his name is also like, I feel like a name that someone who's Afro-Latino would have, like someone who's Latino would have, like his name is Benny. And I was kind of like, most of the Bennies I know, I think all the Bennies I know are Latino. So I'm a little confused as to why I'm supposed to believe that he's just African-American and not Latino. Um, and I think a lot of the, the critique is because this is set in Washington Heights. Um, and there are many of you who are going to be like, Esther, I've never been there. Cool. I've lived in Washington Heights. I've lived across the river uh, from Washington Heights in the Bronx. It is a hell of a lot more black, right? And not just, not even specifically black American, but black Dominican. And so to not really see that represented, that doesn't mean that you don't see the, you know, but like the actress who plays Vanessa, like, she's not the norm i would say like people who look like her are not the norm i would say in washington heights um and then later i found out that she's also not dominican so i was like ah that makes sense um so there there is definitely critique um as someone who is afro-latina but is not dominican i mean everyone assumed i was dominican when i lived in washington heights and then i had to be like well actually i'm this and this and they'd be like oh um but at the end of the day like i do wish that the movie had um not just made everyone be so light-skinned if not you know um i wish that they had done more in that respect um but at the that's where it gets a bit weird at least for me because at the same time seeing you know specific things that remind me of you know my culture of you know being latina was really cool to see really right and i don't i mean that's something that like teenagers and young people today get to see on screen when I don't you know I grew up in Canada where I think I've mentioned before we had three hours of Spanish programming a day when I was growing up and they were you know specifically from like Telemundo usually so it was you know very specific look so there's definitely room for the critique i because i too was like ooh, really like i know exactly that was the other thing watching it's like i knew exactly where they were having lived in that neighborhood so part of me was like okay guys but like the (sighs) really but anyway that's all i'll say about that um i did though enjoy it um but what it got me thinking about Right, because it, technically the movie has like two love stories. I don't think they're as well developed as they could be because this wasn't created by someone who is invested in romance as a genre. Um, I think it would have been really interesting to see. Uh, I guess you could say that Vanessa Nusnavi. Oh, am I spoiling it for people? I mean, if you listen to the soundtrack, but I could be spoiling it. Okay, so I'm 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 just saying that there could have been. Um, more of a romance oomph or emphasis whatever the words are um so but anyway that got me thinking about what about we talk often or maybe not talk but there's always it's brought up like turning romance novels into tv shows or limited series or movies but what about legitimate musicals either 
on a stage or in a movie. And when I say musical, I mean like musical as in there are going to be dance numbers. There are going to be songs being sung, solos, duets, group ensemble, like a musical. Okay. Um, so it got me thinking like what kind of, and you're probably going, what? But I'm just, just, I know that that's not, or at least I feel like I never hear anybody like ever be like, oh, I would have loved if blah, blah, blah. But it had me thinking. So I'm currently rereading Silver Silence by Lily Singh because I, guys, I'm a stan. <laughs> Forever a stan. Uh, one day I'm probably going to end up being like, guys, I'm in New Zealand. You're going to be like, why? Because you're doing an author event and I found a cheap flight. And so I'm on my way to New Zealand. You're going to be like, dear Lord, this girl has a problem. I do. Anyway, you know what I immediately thought? If, now, I do think that if any romance thoughts were to be turned into a musical it makes more sense for them to be standalones um because then you have sort of a beginning a middle and an end or you know or if you're going to take a book from a series then it really needs to focus less on like the series world building that's happening and more so on just a really tight focus maybe on the couple but all i kept thinking was musical numbers with the bears now I wouldn't want someone to be like, like production, be like, we got dancing, but no, 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 no. CGI bears or animated. Um, thank you so much. But the, the massive parties in Denholm, like uh, turning those into musical numbers, uh, Valentin having a solo as he's literally climbing the, the building wall to get to silver, uh, silver having like her own solo kind of being like what is this bear doing why is he like this why can't he leave me alone you know caleb and sahara randomly having a cutesy little moment like i know that it's absurd but at the same time i'm like like my eyes got real big and i was like oh my god like definitely because of the bears i'm like would be like, I would fully pay to see that. Would fully, 100% pay to see that. Like, take my money. Um, the Then you're like, what? My next thought. So, Katrina Jackson's from scratch, right? Mary moves to the small town that's like, like the town, you know, seaport is like, we need people, right? What if there was a welcome, welcome number when she arrives in town, right? Like, she shows up and, like, and not even that. Like, when she's on her way to Seaport and she's, like, where is this place? She has a musical number. There's this, like, ensemble number. Then there's, like, you know, numbers between, you know, her, Knox, and, oh, my God, I'm blanking on homeboy's name. Yeah, because I'm a terrible human. Whatever. Just, like, a musical number of her baking. I mean, if it's animated, the food does... what is it that happens the food becoming animated just the again i do understand that you're probably going esther what the fuck but i think of like i think of how fascinating it might be to see um 
romances that I already know and love, but in this kind of a format. And I'm sure that there are going to be people who are going to listen and be like, absolutely not, Esther. I want to hear all that singing, all that hooting, all that hollering. But I, as a lover of musicals, am like, but that would be so cool, right? And I don't think that everything can work. Like, um, in the previews before in the heights there was a preview for dear evan hansen which was a broadway play and has you know is now going to be a movie um and it is musical and ooh, i think my biggest with it is like the actor who's playing the title role of a teenager is clearly a grown man and i was like so we couldn't we couldn't cast a single teenager we couldn't find a teenage actor all hollywood you couldn't find a teenage actor get out um and it, so I do think that there might be projects that I would be like, that's going to be a no for me, dog. Like, don't do that. Like, Nalini sings Guilt Hunter. Ugh, how are you going to, wings, angels? Ugh, how's that going to work? And you might be thinking, okay, Esther, but like mental powers, valid. But I think that might be easier to imagine. I mean, at the same time. Imagine a costume designer working really, really hard and creating the most glorious magical wings on massive, you know, gorgeous harnesses that everyone can wear. And then they're just being like, you know, just floating through because they do it. The Marvel people do it all the time, right? So maybe. But I feel like that's a little too dark for it to be a musical. Because I'm like, which book in the Guild Hunter series could be a musical? No, I don't know. And again, I think Silver Silence made sense to me because of the bears. Because I think the Stormwater is such a warm and inviting kind of clan that that makes sense. I don't know. Well, I could see Snow Dancer only because it would be so like... Like, they're so interwoven and interconnected, and it would almost be like, oh, uh, Play of Persuasion, Drew's book. Because Drew is so ridiculous. I love it. And how he, like, see that one could work. I also do think, like, it might really depend on the, whatever. I also just finished reading Beverly Jenkins' Topaz, and I thought, well, what if there was a, you know, because you could also do historical musicals right bridgerton had musical num like dancing but that's because there were balls and you know it wasn't like people were just like breaking out in song um but you know in topaz kate and Dix are on this like like wagon train like they're going from chicago down to kansas city by wagon right this takes like what was it 40 days 30 days something along those lines so having musical numbers with the wagons and having both Kate and Dix having their own solo, having them both have like parallel solo numbers. So they're both singing. You know, when they do that, they did that in the movies. I'm pretty sure Disney did that or someone else did that. Where like both characters are singing, um, like maybe one sings in the, but you're seeing both because they're both like realizing like, oh my God, like what is my life going to be like now that everything has changed because we had to like do the thing which was like to get married um and sort of seeing 
them at the beginning having a musical number at the beginning where it's like and then a reprise of that musical number but at the end when the feelings are there because at the beginning yeah there's no feelings but at the end there are feelings um yes this is this literally is what i've been thinking about the last two days just like well what could work as a musical and like how would that work and how would that play out um lisa clapis is dreaming of you only because i'm thinking like musical numbers at you know craven's gambling place like just and then the like the colors and the gowns and the and yes yes again i do get that like what but i just think it's at least for my mind i thought it was really interesting that immediately i was like well wait like we always talk about movies right just regular straight movie or straight tv series but like a musical and again what if I was talking then about like a legit like theater musical. Like what would that look like? What kind of adaptation would have to take place for that to work? Again, I do think standalones probably do work better than a series. And if it is a series book, then you would probably have to have it adapted in a way where there is a beginning, a middle and end, of course, because you're not just, oh, oh, what? No. Imagine someone out there was like, we're going to do an entire series but in theaters and like in like you know theater theater not a movie theater and it'll be like three month run for each book that's crazy right people don't do that i mean they could but they don't it's like if you took game of thrones and instead of made making it a tv show you'd made it a theater show and then that's so much work that's probably insane isn't it but is it though could you make game of thrones a musical <laughs> i don't know too much you could you could try i feel like a little too much blood and gore and death um but then there's also like thinking of like maybe rom-coms or what if you took harlequin desires or you know Harlequin special editions and turn those into musicals and really it's just taking certain scenes maybe a funny scene and turning it into a musical number um a scene where the characters are um expressing emotion and turning because it doesn't necessarily have to be singing dancing the entire way through that is the case for Hamilton there isn't a single moment in Hamilton that is not being sung essentially there is no Here's a dance stop singing a dance number, then we have dialogue, then no, right? But you don't have to do that. A lot of musicals, it's like you have singing and dancing numbers, and in between, you have actual scenes. So what if, you know, you took um, just any regular, uh, sorry, brain stopped, Arlequin Desire. I was like, what is it called? I know I just said it. Um, And turn those into a musical a part of me is like is there enough content are there long enough but a part of me thinks there probably would be good length because you can't have it be too long because you can't expect people to be in theater more than max like three hours really with an intermission um and i think definitely anything that's set in a sort of cityscape i think is 100 percent doable um also stuff set in um, like historical settings, I think is also very doable. And again, 
it'll be so much fun with costumes when things might start to get a bit more difficult supernatural especially if you're involving um because in the case of like if you were doing silver silence that would make sense to me as a movie musical not so much as a well lion king was really great and they had like cool costumes but they weren't like literal lions so if they could do something like that to depict the bears then that could work in theater and there could be like like the tiny gangster bears could have like a a musical number um or you know his sisters could have a number kind of valentin sisters because you know their brother is you know being so silly um all the time so i don't know it was just something that like kept sort of like percolating in the back of my mind and I just kept thinking about like different books and what that might look like um like uh and would it be fun would it be weird would it be interesting would we be like hell yeah or would we be like what in the world um again I do think like as I mentioned contemporary for sure because okay what about like rom-coms um so Dracula is the professor next door could that be turned into a musical I mean they get trapped in a uh, I I but I think I almost spoiled that for you so sorry um it just came out so I don't want to be that person but yes I definitely think that there could be musical numbers um definitely centered around food and eating um and definitely like a group number of Nicole and her friends solo number you know because in romance right you always have both both characters or two or more characters have that moment where they realize that they're the feelings are real that's a musical number that like that's like a solo or um whatever and I think like the emotion behind and you you just have you know you see that and you're just like oh my god um so that to me I feel like because there's that because we always sort of get that that moment that realization of like wait a minute this is not me just being friends with this person or friends with benefits or whatever other foolishness I've told myself this is real this is love you know um that that can be a musical number and then you could then build on that in other areas like and just having like like um oh there was also the preview for there's a new version of west side story it's still set in the past um but what's that kid's name i was he from the divergent series no i feel like he was in one of those post-apocalyptic ya movies ansel egort egort i don't know how to say ansel is his first name i can't remember how to say his last name i'm sure i'm messing it up he's in that um but yeah just taking the different um como se dice romance novels there we go i was like the brain just blanked guys you know when your brain is just like words what are those and you're just like the ones i'm trying to use you fool anyway 
creating like musicals out of romance novels my brain like wants to see that happen oh tasha l harrison's if she says yes like i mean definitely a musical number around the wedding but like musical number when he's thinking about her and musical number uh like obviously not like when the whole not when they're doing it fine but like that moment when they realize they need to be together and they're gonna figure out no matter what like having ugh now I just want musicals out of romance novels. I don't know why. I think it's because I like the singing and the dancing and the just like the production of it all. But I really want the romance and I feel like I don't always necessarily... Well, I mean, West Side Story is very much centered on a romance. In the Heights wasn't necessarily centered on a romance and Dear Evan Hansen is... Center on what happens when you let people believe something about their dead child that ain't true. Um, <laughs> so definitely not a romance at all. Um, but yes, if this was a thing that was done, right? Um, what would it look like? What would it sound like? You know, would... Oh, the other thought, right? Obviously books are set in the time periods that they're set in um but what if someone wanted to do um a musical about a contemporary romance but maybe set it in a different time and i only say that because like for example like as i mentioned west side story is being set in its original time period but um i don't know if any of you all remember my that's silly for those of you who were around for uh, Romeo and Juliet with Claire Danes and Leonardo DiCaprio, right? That was set in a sort of semi-modern day kind of type setting, right? There weren't they weren't using swords; they were using guns. Whole other, uh, you know, ball game. The story itself had stayed the same; like nothing had changed about the story, truly. But you know, some of the I was going to say the accoutrement, but I think that's wrong. Um, But, like, the way they weren't dressed as, like, a period piece. It was like, we're going to set it a little bit more contemporary. Um, So I also wonder, like, what what would change there? What would look different if you did that? Um, I feel like often, in that case, though, it would be taking a historical and then moving it to present day. I don't think anyone would be like, take a present day and oof, go back to the past because, you know, things get weird there. But it's also like, like, if there was a historical, like, a Tessa Dare's Goddess of the Hunt, like, if that was a musical, could that be a musical? I mean, it has balls. So those immediately are musical numbers. You can just turn them into musical numbers. Um, but as both characters are, you know, you know, as he's trying to make sure that she, you know, doesn't do something dumb and she's trying to get someone else to fall in love with her kind of thing, they can be having like singing and dancing 
uh, either with each other or, and it allows for like, um, scenes where, um, the women are all together and it's a musical number. The men are all together and it's a musical number. Um, and then everyone comes together and it's another musical number. Um, there's just something, I guess, for me that was kind of like, this would be fun. I don't know if it's feasible. I don't even know if it's possible. I don't know if anyone, if it makes sense to uh, even do, but I like thinking about the idea of it, um, of it happening. Um, because, you know, I like the singing and the dancing, the dancing and the singing. And then I love romance novels, right? So part of me is like, well, um, and now I'm thinking back to, I think for movies, right? You could totally do paranormals because CGI is a real thing, right? Like Drea Anderson's Chasing Savannah, right? You've got like leopards or jaguars. Are those the same thing? I believe so. Anyway, but you can have like the musical numbers of Savannah's like trying to figure out like who who she should be with and you know the Felix and his beta you know coming to this new area and oh, trying to establish and like just like that could be a thing it could just be a thing and then of course like the big finale number at the end where we get the happily ever after like ugh. I want it. Am I weird for wanting it? Oh no. I don't care if I am weird because I want it. Ooh. Nalini sings rock hard. They're already a rock band. They sang. And then just building more musical numbers around that. Hmm. Hmm. Yes. This is what my brain was fixated on this week. And so I had to share it with y'all because. I mean, why not? Why not? Just saying. All right, I'm going to... I think I'm going to pause here. Was there any other book that really I was like, oh, I want to see it as a musical? Even though, you know... Well, you know what might also be really cool to see? But also might get real real weird I was kind of like like J.R. Ward's like Love Her Awaken like Rish's that uh, Zeta's book no that might be too grim that might be a little too grim but I wonder hmm I'd have to think about it anyway I'm gonna pause here and then I'll be right back Okay, so time for some uh, gratitude attitude, which used to be called gratitude latitude, and maybe at some point we'll change a name again. Who knows? Um, not I. So first thing I'm grateful for. This is going to maybe sound ridiculous to y'all, but bear with me. I use Sensodyne toothpaste. Sensodyne toothpaste cost mucho dollars. Okay, when this stuff is not on sale, depending on the pharmacy that I'm at, $7.99 a tube, $9.99 a tube, I've seen $11.49, okay? What? Excuse me? For toothpaste. Well, 
I had a bit of time to kill before In the Heights on yesterday, Saturday. Um, because I was mad eager, so I ended up, you know. You know when you're like, oh, I need to make sure I have enough time to get somewhere. And then you, like, leave so early that you end up being like, and now I'm, like, almost a half an hour early. What the hell? Anyway, there was a Rite Aid um, pharmacy right next to the th- movie theater. And I thought, well, let me kill some time in here. Why? Don't say so I'm in there, I was looking at makeup, but then I was like, whatever. And I was like, let me just check out toothpaste. And I walk over and I see that toothpaste is on sale for $5.99. Now, guys, it's $5.99. That used to be like the regular price for Sensodyne a few years ago, but it's now the sale price. So your girl stocked up. I ended up making sure to check expiration dates, of course. Um... But I ended up with five tubes, all expiring in 2023. So I got some time because it's just like, I'm not trying to spend $9.99 on one, on the same 3.4 ounces that you put on sale. And what's amazing is like, so Friday changes, their sales run from Sunday through Saturday. So had I not gone in yesterday, I would have missed the sale. I wouldn't have even known. Because I don't actually have a Rite Aid near me. The closest pharmacy, which is not that close, is like a Walgreens-Wayne-Reed combo. And then there's a CVS. There's no Rite Aid um, that that close. I think it's like, I think the closest one is probably about a 40-minute walk. Um, So yeah, I was just kind of like, whoa, like, what a find. And again, you might be like, Esther, really? But listen, listen, I just ain't trying to pay basically $10 for toothpaste when I could pay six. So very, very grateful for that. I mean, at one point, this is in the before times when we could just fly back and forth anywhere. Um, if I was home in Toronto and there was Sensodyne on sale, I would stock up because I knew that it was, because it was like $5.99 Canadian or $4.99 Canadian. That's even cheaper, right? Because I, I, I get paid in US dollars. So I would stock up. But clearly have not been able to do that because, you know, Zopangia z- out here, Zopanorama, z- you know, Panopticon has been fucking shit up for everyone. That's the first thing I'm grateful for. The second thing that I am grateful for this week, um, my bed. And I say this because... I think that sometimes it's very easy to sort of just whatever, get bogged down in all the everyday day-to-day stuff. But my bed just has felt like very much a refuge from the craziness of the world. I really appreciate it. I mean, it is a new mattress, which is amazing. Like, I got a new mattress when I moved. um, And I have, like, a nice pillow and I've got cool body pe- like you know I've got two body pillows like one of the some other pillow and then those uh, those pillows that look like the top half of an armchair I got two of those but my bed just feels like such a warm and welcoming and comfortable place um it's just really really made a difference for me this week I don't know what it is but also I'm not really a nap person I took a nap today and oh my God, that shit was glorious. Now, part of me is like, I think I've been missing out. I think I've been out here doing it wrong. Not napping. What kind of 
stupid shit have I been up to? So, um, in the future, I will be napping way more because what? And then the third thing that I'm really grateful for. So I love coffee. I've always pretty much loved coffee. Um, at one point, I will admit that I was being a little insane about it, right? Um, when I used to work at Starbucks, uh, by the end of sort of my tenure, I was working full-time and going to school full-time. Um, so I was averaging like six to eight, sometimes even ten espresso shots a day. Don't do it. That's all I'm telling you. Don't do it. But it's also because I was like at my job at five in the morning and then after that going to school and then after that going home you know the there was a semester because i wanted to make sure that the following semester i would you know be able to do a full course load and graduate and not have to do like a third partial semester um that semester due to school and work i only had sundays off um that 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 was brute all i don't know how i did it but i did so anyway, I say all that to say I love coffee, but I live in a new neighborhood, right? Um, and so I've been trying out different coffee shops because there's actually quite a bit, but not everyone can do coffee well. Like, I'm sorry. There are people out here who are, you know, making coffee and I'm just like, you should stop. Don't, don't. So I've got like f- chain wise, I've got Dunkin' Donuts and Starbucks, but then I've got like individual coffee shops. And I finally found a place it's called Sweet Leaf and their oat milk lattes, which I either get caramel or vanilla or I'm always getting syrup. Um, their oat milk lattes, I've now gone pretty much, I've probably ordered at least seven or eight times now since um, I moved and it, there has not been a miss any of those times always tastes really like they do a really good job of not serving burnt espresso of not serving burnt over steamed milk the it takes because i know it's hot out but i get hot coffee um actually one time i got iced coffee there and i did enjoy it but generally speaking i just get hot coffee um hot lattes to be exact they have not fucked it up once And their price point makes sense to me. There's another place I tried. I'm not going to say their name. Um, I only went once. I feel like it was like on the high end of what I would have paid for what I ordered. Again, it was a oat milk latte with a syrup. But it wasn't, I mean, quality wise, I'd say it was like half a step above above Dunkin' Donuts. In which case, I can just go to Dunkin' Donuts. The Dunkin' Donuts by me, and when I say by me, I mean literally across the street is you know for duncan halfway decent i will i will give them that they're halfway decent um so i don't need someone who's charging me almost three dollars more than duncan knows for basically the exact same thing to just be like barely better like get out um and then there was another place that like looks you know when places look almost too slick and that again was mm, mm, the espresso was was a little burnt was a little burnt not crazy burnt but a little burnt um so sweet leaf has really just sort of taken the top um spot there food wise they have okay pastries they do have a raspberry oat bar that is delicious but the rest of it i'm kind of like eh whatever 
there are actually there's a black owned place called community and the tea part is spelled t-e-a love it um they have an impressive food menu and they have some delicious some delicious offerings their coffee again is not the worst um better than the kind of too expensive place but it's nowhere near sweet leaf i don't know what it is and i've had now three different baristas make it and all three on point whoever is training the baristas at sweet leaf is doing their job (laughs) right they're not just saying they trained people they are actually training people because not a miss not a miss right and i've gone at different times like i've gone early i've gone midday i've gone like 45 minutes before they close so it's not even a question of like oh every time i go in the morning it's great but then i nope which i appreciate i appreciate that because that's what i want when i come here i want good coffee i want bad coffee i could just you know find the mcdonald's actually i don't have a mcdonald's near me so no um so yeah those are the three things i would say that i am grateful for this week i guess on a side note um grateful that i was vaccinated i was able to see in the heights in the theater um i will say for those of you who are like oh my god i want to go to theater but should i try to go early i mean pre-pandemic i would have been like what but going into 11 30 was actually really kind of nice like um and i was like looking at the different and i think i mean this existed pre-pandemic but it's definitely the standard right now being able to choose your seat which also means like looking at different time slots at different theaters and just looking for one that's basically empty and then choosing that one and you know um i was hoping that mine would say completely empty it didn't but it still wasn't like it wasn't even half full which I was so thankful for, right? So just, you might maybe needed a bit more research kind of thing, but it's doable. I That being said, would I just, am I going to turn into some regular movie-going person? Girl, no, I wasn't that before this. I'm about to be that now. I just had really wanted to see In the Heights in the theater pre all of this. I mean, there's a part of me that wishes I could have seen it in Washington Heights, but such as life i'll live um but yeah it's not like you're gonna catch me out here going to see cruella (laughs) girl bye uh or anything else that's currently out right now (laughs) no um i'm pretty sure the next movie i'll see in theaters is the next wakanda in 2022 um but am i gonna see fast nine meh maybe perhaps but yeah guys uh I know it's a shorter episode this week, but really and truly, I didn't do a lot of reading. I mean, sorry, I guess. Um, we are in June, right? Right. Uh, so Last Guard is coming up. <laughs> Last Guard is coming up. Not yet. Like, it's next month, July. July 20th, to be exact. Um, but it's coming up. So the reason I'm rereading Silver Silence is I'm going to reread I think from that point onward in the Sign Changeling uh, Trinity series uh, in the lead up for um, Last Guard. And I think as I've done with other Nalini Singh new releases, I will do the episode for the book 
I will have a camera a week or two after the book comes out. In case while I'm talking, I spoil it. At least that's the plan. Unless I'm able to really do it without spoiling. In which case, then I might have it come out the Monday right before. Um, But yes, I'm very, very excited for you guys to get to read it. Because I loved it. I know I'm going to love it on my second, third, fourth, tenth reread. Um, (laughs) And I am like, I cannot wait. Um, Other than that... I don't know. I don't think I have any other news or stuff. I mean, Professor Next Door by Jackie Lau is out now. So if you listened to last week's episode and you were like, this book sounds interesting. Girl, it is there. Ready and waiting for you. Do not forget the snacks. You're going to need them. And I believe that is all I've got. Take care. Stay cool, because Mother Nature is doing stuff. Um, Be well, I guess. You're like, okay, girl. Um, And let me know, actually. Let me know on on the Twitters and the Instagrams. Like, what romance novels you would either want to see as a musical. Or you think would, like... Or any that you're like, well, this scene would be really cool. Because um, I'm I'm curious now. And also let me know, like, or when you think musical, are you thinking, like, in a theater, in a, in a movie, uh, animated? Um, I wonder. I have questions. <gasps> what if they turn Laura Olympus into a musical? The webtoon. Again, just uh, so many musical numbers. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. And I will talk to you guys next time. Okay, bye.